Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are live with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grocky's one of the two hosts on this show, joined as always by that horrible, horrible person, Duplar Thackeray. Yes, you're evil. Yes, you're horrible. And I accept you for it. I feel like I'm Thor's mighty hammer getting crushed in your hands. How are you, Grackies? There's so many different comments that could be made to that. I know. I, I, I just, I, I don't have anything at the moment because there's too many things flooding and I try to keep it r-rated and these are even beyond that most things i can take can be can be most things i can take most things i say can be taken in many ways you can see i'm on the gin today um so uh hi chat hi everybody i hope you're all wonderful um let's harmonize on the counter of three two one <laughs> I was trying to go THX. Yeah, you were, actually. I just noticed that. Um, So, in chat, very quickly, um, Brooke Matt is saying, just getting a snack. Don't say anything interesting. I think we've got you covered. Um, We've got an awful lot of... We don't usually. We've we've also got a lot of Thor Ragnarok uh, in chat, which is quite nice. Um, Before we go any further, it has been a while for trailers. Holy shit. We're going to have to talk about a couple of them in this. But, Grackies, how are you? Yeah. I, I'm doing well today. I'm in good spirits. I was mentioned in a newsletter. Yes. Do you want to mention what, what, that, what that was just now? Or sh- shall I? Uh, yeah, I'm trying. you mentioned it because I can't remember the name of it. What the thing um, is called. So there's this thing that comes out yeah. each week. It's called This Week in Star Citizen. Um and um it's uh cig's uh look at the verse and um today they posted out uh uh things to be aware of people to look at and so forth and grackies um you were in it i was they mentioned me having been backer since may of 2013 and I think it was May. If I look at the account, there might have been March, actually. I think I say May on my thing, but it's mm. either May. It was an M month. It, they, I, maybe they mm, looked at my pop. account and checked. Mm, 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 pop. So, yeah. So you were, so you, oh, great. Now that's stuck in my head. So I do what I can. Um, so, yeah. So you were in um, the newsletter, uh, which was quite nice. And they talked about you and your your, your hugs. And, yep, they're like, he's a streamer. You can catch him here. And he likes hugs. Seriously, he really likes hugs. Watch out. Yes. Um, your hugs are so, like, danger. Um, your, your, danger. Your, your hugs are fire, like my mixtape. Um, so, yeah, so that was pretty damn awesome, sir. I, I need to name, now, now that you said danger like that, I think I need to name my first Aurora Carlos Danger. Um. Oh no! God, there's an Idiazard one where um, 
uh, something about his middle name, it, you know, isn't Danger, it's Kevin or something. Um, but uh, yes, so we've got a few things to cover off, um, most notably 3.0, uh, but let's work our way up to that and do uh, a couple of um, quick things. Before we even go into gaming, there were two fantastic trailers that went out um, this week, the last couple of days. One is Thor Ragnarok, and the other one... I saw the trailer. And the other one is the teaser for The Last Jedi. I saw the trailer ten times. <laughs> so, um, out of the two of them, I'm really hyped for Ragnarok. That looked, I'm hyped for both. I, I mean, I'm hyped for both. But... Um, I think somebody said in the Marvel Universe, after so many films, after Thor, Thor the Dark World, the third yeah. Thor, yeah, yeah film just around the corner from where I live, actually. Um, um, so when the yeah. so when the ship kind of crashed in, that was um, uh, uh, literally about uh, 10 minutes walk from me. Um, it, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was filmed here. Yeah. So we both had big movies filmed right around from us. I have to tell you something about America. And they were both not great. I have to tell you something about American Psycho <laughs> and an ATM, but that's for that's for post-show. Um, uh, I've now completely broken. But yeah, no, I am so excited for Ragnarok. I think it's awesome. And yes, they had me at Led Zeppelin, and I have been listening to Led Zeppelin all this week. I have been rocking it. Um, Zeppelin and Marvel seems to go hand in hand. Actually, uh, no, I thought this was the first time they used it. And Because they, they did um, Black Sabbath for Iron Man. And they did ACDC, I think, as well. Oh, I'd love to know which one they did. Um, um, it was Iron Man 2 when he was jumping out of the back of the plane and going down to the show to do the landing. I was think that, that was back, Was that Back in Black? Uh, it was another one of their songs. I, I, I'm pretty sure they used them, though. Uh, though, as always, I can't remember names for crap. So you remember I guitarist? I know that one. Okay. Um, so, uh, and yes, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, um, fucking awesome. But again, just a teaser. Um, really liking what they're doing. Um, my hope is that they don't play it safe because that's exactly what they yeah. did in the seventh. Well, I mean, Empire, they didn't play it safe. The second movie tends to go dark in every trilogy. This The second one is always the one where the really bad stuff happens. <coughs> oh my God, I have a disgusting image of you take the Ewoks and you gut their innards and you put TVs in them like Teletubbies. Oh my god! The, I was thinking instead you put into put in a cassette talking pack into them and attach it to their heads so that they become Ewok Teddy Ruxpins. I'd love to know how you insert the cassette, um, but yeah, no. So that's probably a result of some of the pre-show conversation uh, Grackis and I had about. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Photon Wolf. Spoiler alert: she loses a hand. Oh, everybody! I mean, but they're gonna—they're gonna change it up. It'll be the left hand. Yeah, but I do actually like how um, 
um, phase two of the Marvel Universe, everybody lost a hand in at least one of one of each of their seasons. So like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, uh, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, everybody. And yes, Luke has gone cannibal. Um, if you've ever... You lose a hand. It was the Oprah of hand loss. You lose a hand. You, you lose, lose a hand. hand. Everybody loses, loses a hand. hand. Um, <laughs> what was it? Oh, shit, that is so wrong. And she loses her legs. Oh, Solidus. Um, that's what diabetes does. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> oh, that's just your feet. And you get a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jedi in wheelchair fighting each other. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk uh, games. So what have you been playing this week, Rackies? I went into a little bit of Star Citizen to play around. Uh, not so much to like space combat and practice, but to get myself ready a little bit for SC4 coming up. Uh, not is it not this weekend? The weekend after April 29th. What's SC4? SC4 is the Star Citizen Combat Club. Oh yes, it is tournaments being run. Uh, they currently are doing them 2v2 because there are some limitations on how many people we can easily get into a match, get people spectating. You need certain, you know, you need the ref, you need the players, you need the camera people. So until they give us a full setup, harder to do bigger than 2v2s. Mm. But it's sort of the start of Star Citizen Esports. Nice. And I was talking to some of the people about it. And was, you know, because I, I, another game I was playing this week and watch a lot of is Overwatch. Mm -hmm. And they have a huge esports thing going on, including they're, they're going to be doing a full league. Like players get salaries. They're going to be in Fucking cities. Hell. Yeah. They're, uh, I mean, ESPN actually has an entire esports page on their site. Like there's a tab for esports. They have like NFL, NHL, so on. And then there's esports. So esports is not; it's taken a little bit of time. It's getting so there. Did a lot of other sports to grow. It's it's becoming leg, more and more legitimate. And I've watched a lot of it. I've watched a lot of sports over the years, and I've always been told I've got the voice for announcing. Mm. And I've done sports announcing at school mm -hmm. years ago, so I know the flow of it. I know the back and forth. I know how to do the calling, and I'm like, I think I could do that. So you're going to do that for that, or is that being kind of... Hopefully, yeah. It's uh, not anything official yet. I don't know if I, I, I'm in for one of it, but I'm, I'm hoping I get the match call for it. Okay, I'm just trying to work out, is there any of this that I need to edit out for podcast? Nope. Okay, good. Well, that's kind of good. Um, from myself, as I was saying to Grackies before we went on air, I was playing um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um again uh but this time i completed it with pretty much all the missions done uh because last time i had to rush through it in order to get a review out um and by that i mean i took uh deliberate sampling i did a section of the loyalty missions i did a section of the side things i did the main i i did those things but there were so many people that i ran past where i said i want to talk to you um so i didn't have a chance to do that until uh this playthrough and i completed it at 5 10 a.m um 
you left off between the Angara. Ah, I was just talking the Star Circle there. Um, and uh, yeah, I have now, I, I could say close to 100% of that game. Uh, and I and I'm going to have a lie down from that game. I'm taking I'm walking away. Uh, really like the uh, patch update and with the eyes and how they've made things look uh, more uh, human and alive. It was a very good move. Um, but uh, I'm now going to play. Um, I think Thimbleweed Park or something, which I need to get more info on. Um, I know I've probably not said the name right. I think it's something slightly similar. Uh, I'll need to hunt it out. Uh, which is basically like um, a Secret of Monkey Island um, kind style game where you play multiple protagonists but with the same style interface. Um, and it looks... Is it that old school, like, click to move across? Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those those were always so great. The Lucas Lucas Arts really nailed that style. I'll I'll find a link for it and send it across you because I think it would be a good game to stream actually, because uh, it's one of those ones where throw a few voices on you could have an awful lot of happy participation. Um, but I'm actually um, going to be getting back into Star Citizen this week. I'm taking a week off, so I'm going to chill down and pew pew some shit. <laughs> Captain Flint goes, "Wait, Monkey Island? What game is this?" It's uh, it's not, shall we say, Monkey Island, but it's very much uh, uh, a homage slash perfect copy of, uh, but where you play multiple characters and you can switch between them. Uh, Captain, I'll find a link and send it across to you as well in in the Discord, so you've you, you've got a link for it as well. I think it's right up your street uh, as well. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to be playing some Star Citizen this week. And one of the things I'm actually doing, I'm just showing to the camera, is I'm going to be adding this to my monitor. Your eye tracker. Yes, which I tried to add today, um, forgetting that my monitor was curved or is curved. It just hasn't changed its curved nature. It's all very bent. Um, and uh, this is not curved. So when I try to stick it, it don't stick. So I'm going to have to get some blue tack or something and stick it on the sides and then kind of get it programmed up because um, there are ways we can get this to work with Star Citizen. And quite frankly, I want to see what my eyes can do. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, Grackies, we should really talk about what's been happening uh, in this week and a bit in ATV, uh, sorry, in, in Star Citizen um 3.0 so much yeah so much 3.0 has come out um but before we mm. yeah no 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 i'll schedule i see yes um so before there we go 3.0 schedule has come out big 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 you said schedule <laughs> i say schedule let's call the whole thing schedule. Off. um so uh before we go there let's just kind of talk about what other things has happened have happened this week uh so what did you see in the world of star citizen I saw a very, very, very big ship. Like, holy shit big. Yeah? The Javelin. They oh. showed off the Javelin. <laughs> okay. You made me laugh. Thank you. Um, yes. Um, they did an ATV on... Um, on... Um, oh, now I'm completely broken. Yes, on the Javelin. And holy shit, was that uh, a beautiful walkthrough. The way that they designed that thing, and it is, 
so they had the concept for the javelin, which obviously doesn't flesh out all of the interiors, but they give this this beautiful general idea of what you're going to be getting. Obviously, it's going to take some rework with art, especially on something that big to get all the interior pieces working. And then there's design aspects to it. And because they have the ship piping stuff, like actual parts and components have to fit within a ship. So there's tooling and reworking. But when they, when they um, go over it, when they went over it, one of the biggest things I noticed outright, because there were so many pieces, but that was the, the tiered decks the three that they showed and how they all worked in together and meshed them. And it was like, that looks like submarine schematics almost how it, how they just like, they utilized every piece of space you could get and everything was laid out. I'm like, that's, that's like really actual, they could design a real ship off of this. If we had the resources (laughs) and capabilities, it did very much kind of look like that because they, I mean, thanks to the, the, just the, the sheer technical aspect of including cargo, um, that one hook brings in the entire sense of physicality. This is not like, um, say, a Normandy from Mass Effect, where the inside is bigger than the outside. Everything has to have a, a relative the space. The Normandus, yes. Um, I, I was kind of taken by the way they've kind of structured this out and the mention of how they didn't do it in the previous one, which I think means that in the Idris, as you walk through, you enter and leave certain kind of areas. Um, oh, what's up, Grackies? Yeah, I know. I read that bit. Sorry, I, I gonna, just noticed something in yeah, chat. Yeah, I just come read to that. that and I'm, like, I'm going to come to that in a second. I, um, so for me, it's very much like uh, I, I was literally thinking, oh, they've created the class system in a ship. How lovely. Um, yes, you, you, you stay below and sometimes you can sleep. But us, we'll sleep in the other section away from you the engineers are all irish we yeah know i know but i mean it's like if you go downstairs they're all dancing and drinking you know and when the ship just like engineers just when the ship breaks in half you know they'll be the ones who don't get to the escape pods um i'm not saying the javelin is a titanic clone um because i just i am i desperately wanted one i told you about that i had melted everything um yeah yeah to get a javelin and uh uh well not almost everything and uh i just missed it and now it's like but i have an address so i'm okay um you also have the 890 don't you maybe that that's more appropriate to name titanic um I was going to call that an eight nineties style. I, I mean, was going to call that Mori- I was going to call that Morioka. Actually, that was my name for it. What is? I don't know what that means. It's a capital city a in to. Japan. Ah, yes. Um, so, uh, so we're beating around the bush because um, Star Sickle uh, has just posted something in chat, which says Mark Abent. Um, uh, now, Abent is, for those who don't know, he's uh, been working um, pretty, I mean, pretty much since close to inception. He's one of the first people, one of the early people to kind of get on board uh, the post-funding um, uh, to support um, um, Star Citizen. And actually, he has a history because he was one of the people behind um, 
I think it was the Black Mason mod for Half-Life 2. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, Half-Life. Yeah, he was one of the uh, one of the yeah, he was yeah, kind of so he's kind of been doing a lot of stuff in the in the gaming scene and uh he's just a fucking god. Um <laughs> I mean, you'll know him for anyone out there that isn't familiar with that oh, stuff. Yes. You'll know him from, you know, Bug Smashers. Bug Smashers. Um Star Circle say, says uh, Mark Abent was on this morning. Said he had crashed the Idris into a planet. I'm upset because I wanted mm. to be the first to do it, but of course the devs are going to be the first and they'll brag about it. Mm -mm -mm. Oh! Don't, I'm I'm so excited don't and also jelly. so upset release, and sad. Release, release from the jails and just take in and, and just imagine the screams. Imagine if that was a. I do. There's no amount of inertia or dampening that's not going to turn your crew into soup. It's going to be so wonderful. <laughs> oh my God, Star Sickle. Bad, bad Star Sickle. We're not saying anything you've just said. Um, uh, so, uh, Star also said Scots are the best engineers and time travelers. Yep, absolutely. Um, can we get footage for that crash? Oh God, I wish. I, I hope I hope they recorded it, but they probably didn't. But uh, I hope they throw it into a bug smashers. Yeah, that's how you really smash some bugs. Yeah, so we have a moon here called Bug. Um, Star Sickle. Yeah, um, the the address is flyable. Um, I think that's been known for a while. Uh, it's flyable and in engine. Um, I think there there has been an. I think the the only room they had to work on was I think the torpedo room. But that was a while back. Yeah, there there was like a small amount of work left on. That one's being held back specifically because of Squadron 42. And you have to kind of give them that, even though it's kind of one of those things where um, there's a separation of what we do with our money and what we get with our money. We're giving money um, to help support the funding of this game. And as a thank you, we get... Um, access to ships that we can earn in-game. One of which, for example, if you're of a sufficient level of mad and happy at the same time, is the Idris. Um, but the downside of that is it can set an expectation for us that we should have the Idris when it's ready. And to be honest, I would fucking love that. Uh, but equally speaking, um, uh, the Idris is um, one of the uh, <laughs> to quote Mass Effect, one of the golden worlds, um, where mm. it's it's going. Squadron Forty Two is, um, to my mind, uh, if any kind of common sense is applied, um, uh, a mixture of bottle episodes wrapped up in an open play area, which means that you're going to have the. Um, the mining base you're going to have um the idris and the javelin and those kind of ships as large expansive kind of play areas where you foray from you either attack from or you defend you defend from based upon the needs of the story so if they kind of give that away to early and give it to the to the backers they lose perhaps up to a third or a fifth or whatever say a third of their of their of their kind of awe um 
day-to-day moments, something that is totally impressive that over time you become very familiar with as you play the game. So it's it's a tough one. Do you want to give and show it and say, here you are, or do you want to give people that wow factor all, all at the same time? Um, you know. I want the wow factor personally because I don't have an Idris or an Idris, as I said I would call it now, just to mm. be contradictory to uh, <laughs> just to be contradictory to Paul. Yeah. Just because that's something Flint was doing and Flint tends to be right about things. So I'm the captain sample of it. Yeah. I have to say Idris now because Flint's usually right. Um, but I don't have one of those, but I know I could get access to one very, very easily yeah. to look at it. So I know that I could be in there and go, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. And show it off. But I don't want to. I want that wow factor with Squadron 42. I want to step into it in the story and go, oh, my God. I want to look at that. I want to look at that and be yelled at by military personnel. Like, would you stop looking around? We got shit to do. Yeah. Um, And (coughs) also, uh, there's a couple of things underneath that, which is that uh, I would expect if Squadron 42 comes out as a whole or as 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 a section, uh, probably by the time we get the section part, we'll get the... Uh, you know everything uh, we'll probably get the Idris to play with in everything in, in the PU as it were um, the other thing to kind of bear in mind though is that having the ship built is one thing from having it operational so yes you can fly it but does the experience of flying it and engaging with it actually work when you're uh, say either one person or a team of people um, bear in mind, we have seen in the past uh, notions that you can hire entire groups of players to service large uh, NPCs to service large ships. So, you know, here hire 50 people, hire 100 people. Um, uh, with that, uh, you're going to have the full run of kind of subsumption AI interaction. Uh, where the units run their cycle and they need to kind of prioritize. So I'd say before we see the Idris kind of come out in our hands from the PU perspective, we're going to need to get an incremental release of those systems um, simply so that they can kind of collect all that data and make sure that, you know, so we're talking we're talking well past 3.0 is my kind of feel for yeah. when we'll see that out. Well, I mean... Uh, it's hard not to talk about the 3.0 schedule now with those pieces and parts, but you can see yeah. there's a lot of systems in the schedule, which we'll probably go into more detail soon. Yeah. Um, in in those, you can see where all of the more multiplayer aspects are going to be coming online. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's you can use it. It's technically flyable, but... Not all the stuff is in game at this point, and Squadron Forty Two probably doesn't need all of that stuff. Also, as you were saying, yeah, because you're still limited by the story. You you aren't going to be manning radar controls on the the Idris mm-hmm. that much. You, you're going to be, you know, you may be a turret gunner, maybe if you have to mm-hmm. in an emergency situation, but you probably aren't going to be doing all the engineering stuff and all the piping stuff isn't going to be necessary by like there are pieces and parts that you can get around in a single player where there's specific rules that you're playing through as parts. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you're flying a smaller craft, you have ownership over that craft in its totality. So 
you'll you'll experience those things but at that reduced scale when it comes to the bigger ships you're part of the machine and the machine is is dedicated towards a story not a random outcome um so yeah um but before we kind of delve to find a 3.0 the, the only other thing i was going to say is that um uh looking through the javelin um just showing how they you know st- I want to air quote stretched the Idris by that they kind of looked at it and said what can be reused because they're both the same manufacturer they're both of a military design and kind of just take it into the javelin and what needs to be new what needs to be added uh I actually thought it was a bit of a master class I really enjoyed that looking at the comparisons yeah um as Brock and Matt says, the roleplay potential for big ships is insane. Yep, totally agree with you. Um, it's one of those ones where uh, it will be very interesting to see how management of a large ship works because it's going to be one of those ones where I think in order to manage uh, one of those ships efficiently and effectively is you have to give an awful lot up. Uh, um because you're only one person so it's really kind of making sure everybody kind of um uh gels we're getting lots of little comments in chat um uh erin had actually dropped quite a lot on her says starcicle yeah i agree um okay so with that actually we should probably start talking about 3.0 yeah, at this point, probably. Also, Banu Defender. Just oh, yes, Banu Defender um, coming out on Friday um, this week with um, a whole background, uh, air quotes, expose on the Banu, so we'll learn a lot more about them. I am super, super excited. I'm looking forward to that. And goodbye, Cutlass Blue. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping mine. I need my Pokeball. Mm, well, you can arrest my Banu Defender. Uh, so, uh, Photon Wolf, uh, question mark, uh, goes ba- uh, Banu Defender. Yes, so um, there is a new Banu ship coming out, um, which is coming out this Friday, which is a military ship by the Banu, um, which we saw last week, some images of its basically long-range um, well, sniper rifle cannon th- mixtures um and uh it looked those looked lovely um so he's saying it sounds like an escort ship uh i I think effectively Mm. it could be i mean one of the things i'm trying to balance out is that the bandu don't necessarily have um you know standing military so uh ships are adjusted so i'm kind of curious if when they describe this as a military ship is this a delivery military ship or is this a ship which is heavily military capable, but can do other things. So we find kind of interesting to see what what happens there. But Grackies, on to 3.0. Yes, yes, the lovely, lovely and amazing 3.0. Holy, holy shit. Um, <laughs> okay, so at the end of last week, they finally dropped it on us, the 3.0 schedule, along with a whole bunch of, you know, words about the schedule beforehand and what it's taken to get to here and a video showing off scheduling and how they came to it and all the pieces and parts and all the moving pieces We can talk about that that are involved after that because that is an interesting video but 
there's a lot here, so mm. we're going to have to run through this thing. Now, one of the biggest things that they start off with is the section in the robertspaceindustry.com slash schedule dash report page. And right at the top, <laughs> when they get into the breakdowns in the list, mm. they have already complete and in the 3.0.0 branch. Yeah. So there's this chunk of stuff and what they talked about with the 3.0 branches, it's basically nine months split from us. The The stuff that we have is nine months different from the stuff that they've been working on. So this stuff has really been worked on heavily behind the scenes without us getting any peeks at it. it, it yeah. So with that nine month difference, they, they've had some time to get things done. I think the technical term for that is squee. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is quite squee. Um, it starts off with, you know, some, some basic graphic stuff, like the fact that they managed to do a render refactoring that saves 50% of video memory usage. Fucking hell. Yeah. That, that's, that's quite impressive. To start with, uh, they've also got the area lights with proper shadowing. They've refactored the shadow system. Uh, so it's become more efficient, and they can get it scaled for planets. Something you kind of need when you're doing something this big. Um, they've started, basically, they've converted objects to the container setup system, which is basically item 2.0. Everything is a container, everything's mm -hmm. an item. It allows them to utilize the new system to make things more efficient. Uh, and lets them set up for the what they call object container streaming. So that means you go from station to space to planet to place in planet to back to your ship up to space again to different planet and so on and so forth. And all of them exist and <laughs> they have a real space, real spot in space and they actually exist there and you transition between them all. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the, these are just some of the, the start of it. This is just kind of what they lead off with and already done. This is already done. This is lovely. Uh, they go on to the Mega Map tech, which we all know has already started to trickle out to us. Mm -hmm. First with the single player environments, uh, then with the start of multiplayer stuff so that we could hammer at it. They could find some issues with it, but multiplayer didn't include Crusader. Mm-hmm. So it was like Arena Commander multiplayer and single-player stuff. Then now they've got it, so it's available for the PU. And Mega Map is essentially part of the system that allows them to stream that stuff in and out so that you can start heading towards an area and the game goes, okay, I need to load in X, Y, and Z because this person's heading this way. And I have to have this stuff ready. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't need it. I just, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't have to load that in for him. I can save on memory on that. Yeah. And it's a way to stream in and out information to make it so that you're not, you know, rendering out an entire solar system and crashing your computer every time you try to load because it's just way too much. Uh, revamps to power plants, shield generators, coolers because of item 2.0. Basically, they're getting ready to convert everything to item 2.0. And they have been converting everything to item 2.0. So anything that's left over, they're going to get to it. Mm. But this is the already done. They've already revamped a bunch of stuff and have it ready to go when they drop this on us. I agree. 
Yeah, any thoughts so far, Dublar? Because <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, this is quite a lot. I mean, it's quite epic. And I think what we should do is um, talk about what they've given us because they've given us the schedule for uh, 3.0, but they've actually given us the schedule all the way uh, up to May 2018. So they've given us a full year of their in part of up to may 2018 yeah up to may 2018 well it's kind of like close enough to almost a full calendar year um so one of the one of the things that we can kind of look at is throw a few dates into this but uh there was a a making of the schedule video that gracky's alluded to earlier which i think is worth looking at because it made you go a woo inside and made me go yeah that's how it is um because the effort to get everything aligned and in play the coordination effort of that is it is just insane um you know uh, once you kind of break it down you might have 150 separate uh actions in order to build one thing which is coordinated across multiple departments with their own kind of dates and those dates are effectively guesses based upon uh previous scoping estimates and uh typical kind of levels of competency if it's a junior or a senior person working on it and all of these have to be kind of finagled down into something that kind of runs and coordinates and builds up an overall picture but is so easily can have a cascade effect um Mm. so it's about kind of getting this tied down and as accurate as possible while at the same time um you know (laughs) not not fucking it for anyone else um it's amazing yeah it's it's a daunting task i've been a part of tasks like that for projects not quite this scale but on the scale of a 3.0 release uh-huh. Not not the whole Star Citizen thing, but a, a project on the scale of the 3.0 release, yeah. So when they were going through the video, I'm like, I know all of this stuff. I've been in part of this mm-hmm. stuff. Finally, they're, they're, they're throwing it out to everyone else. They, this, is, this is what it takes, which is the same thing I've been saying the whole time, which is this is what can happen in development. Development is not a pretty process. Development can go horribly wrong and have a lot of pains with it. It always has a lot of pains with it. Yeah. It's, it's a marathon hot coal okay so um i'm already seeing in chat that uh, evil streams is going schedule or schedule i'm god damn you schedule set shed schedule um so here's a schedule let's throw a few dates out so 3.0 is estimated to come live on thursday june the 29th of 2017 ironic i have to say the year but uh yeah so uh, end of june this year um we sh- if to go live live a good sign of that will be if around friday on june the 16th it goes to ptu that's the estimate they have for that and prior to that evil catty should be coming out in june 5th so what that kind of means is that uh, at some point between now and the end of uh uh may would be when the cut comes to push things out so we'll have the nine months plus whatever they feel is uh appropriate in in this current build list so we've actually got a full list of all the pieces that they're working at and that's 
core FPS gameplay, AI, UI, and so on. Um, things that I'm noting from a ship perspective is updates to the Hornet. We're going to get the Ursa Rover. We're going to get the Cutlass Black. We're going to get the Aquila. Um, yep. <laughs> we're going to get the Dragonfly. And we're going to get the Prospector. Um, I mean... Go on. A lot of those were necessary, though. Aquila's an explorer-based ship, so you kind of need it for the view and, yeah. and to get the idea of it going. The rover and the dragonfly you need for moving around those planets because I, I can't remember the exact time, but it was, what, 12 days, hours, something, something. ridiculous to walk around? Yeah. Uh, 12, days, 12, I think 12, it was. 12 hours, I think. Um, so uh, It was four and a half to ride it on a dragonfly. Uh, well, let's we, we can we can speed. we can find out when we're actually testing it ourselves. Um, so, yeah. a couple of quick things to kind of mention at this point, uh, we can kind of delve in a little bit deeper. But uh, between now and 3.0, there isn't mining. Now, uh, there had been mixed statements around mining. Um, it was looked at as a stretch go. I think um, it had been said by. Uh, one other person more confidently that it was going to be in um, but it looks as if it isn't now that doesn't mean that it may not be fully in it could be partially in um, it, but I can't see anything in the in the lines here or in the you know it depends if it's somewhere buried in the nine month work uh, because the Miss Prospector is more of a planet side miner rather than an asteroid miner so maybe there could be something but um i don't really expect that um also we um are going for um a more gradual release of the planets so there are no pl yes. there are no planets in the 3.0 when the original plan was i think to have all the planets um this has been cited as well. environment um issues because behavior is has moved on um so they've had to kind of restaff their own environmental artists and they're pretty much up to par now that means that it's taking time to get there so what we're going to have instead are um it's all a series of moons um yes that that's the important part there yeah. are no planets but by no planets he doesn't mean no planetary bodies it's no full planet sizes, no microtech, no um, Crusader, which is the gas giant, no uh, going down to Area 18 at Arc Corpse planet. Like, th those planet planets are mm. still being built. Yes, exactly. But the moons, the, yes. I am the moon. Uh, so, you know, Granky, Captain Flint in chat says it's 12 and a half days. Okay, Jesus, I was right initially. That's then, yeah. insanity. Yeah, 12 and a half days of walking, and I plan to try and set it up to walk the whole thing. Um, it, and play I Will Walk 500 no, Miles the entire time. Don't read time. my mind, because I was going to suggest we do a Twitch dual stream, and we would sing that for 500 miles of walking. And then <laughs> and, and then, and then we'd die, because <laughs> it would be too much for the human body and for for anybody's ears. Um, so, uh, it, between April and, uh, uh, 3.0 release, anything in the list that kind of stands out for you? Uh, 
anything that stands out in the release for 3.0? Uh, yeah, that you see that they're working on, which sounds quite interesting. Okay. Because there's quite uh, a few things. We just want to. They're still working. I mean, yeah. Anything that you want to cherry pick? It's. Uh, I'm looking through the list right now. Hold on. I want to find <laughs> something to cherry pick specifically for 3.0. So, so while you while you do that, if you haven't read the schedule yeah. yet, and you were listening to this and haven't looked at it, uh, we'll put a link to the schedule report. Yeah, I'm gonna in with this as well. Yeah. Um, it is overwhelming to cherry pick one thing. Uh, honestly, one of the, the big things for me that I, I want to cherry pick is fine. Finally, finally, it's not done yet, mm -hmm. but it'll be done before Evocati item 2.0. Yes. They, they, they're, they're bringing all that item 2.0 stuff online or at least a huge chunk of it, yeah. which is going to give us things like you need item 2.0 for everything. The new UI and the new mission systems and item 2.0 is what I want to see because I like the guts of stuff. <laughs> and that's also where things tend to break. Yeah. A lot. It's where I can find fun things to do to a game. You bad man. So I, I want to get into the item 2.0 system and see how they're doing stuff with it and start to make make things horrible and naughty but also it's like, i mean show us on the edge the it's gonna say show us on the edge case where Gracky's touched you yeah um uh, i mean uh, daymar looks really awesome seriously for the Levisky. oh delamar uh yeah daymar is it delamar it's yella Selen, oh. and daymar uh, are the three moons uh, okay because uh, i because uh, when you said that, because if for me it just sounded like Delamar um, Levisky, which is a stretch goal they're trying to bring in as well. Yeah, the three moons I look like, lovely. Yeah, and uh, yellow or Eva, however you say it, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's frozen, every it's frigid, time. it's got cryovolcanoes, which sounds pretty cool. And Selen's the opposite; it's a burning, it, it's it's a burning planet with. Uh, corrosive clouds of mm. gas but Daymar's is listed as a blend between the two a perfect However, holiday the destination one thing that i really like that it's, it's listed yeah are lightning storms how it can can illuminate the fog so there's a fog that are supposed to be across the planet where is this which means atmosphere possibly uh it's in the schedule yeah, what, when what? they talk about Daymar. oh i know i'm looking at the raw date so i'm missing that Oh, that is lovely. Yeah. Captain Flint in that's, chat that's has been has been asking questions about weather or what, or what, how you know, because the clouds right now and what we've been seeing look absolutely beautiful, and I know that they are uh, building programmatic weather patterns. Um, I'm not sure if I saw weather in the reports. There's so many different things. So see if you, if you can find that, weather. would be awesome. Um, two things that are standing out for me actually. Um, are uh, AI turrets, which is quite interesting. I don't know the full deets of that. Is it like uh, on ground or is it like on ship? Is this something where you can assign an AI um, system onto your turret? I'd love to know more. Um, can you assign an NPC that's AI to a turret? Or is it AI actually utilizing their turrets properly? For once yes and when we talk about this i think in the, or is it all it, yes <laughs> and in the form of storytelling we should always say this isn't ai in the game because they don't have ai in this game 
they had one and it went oh. and it went away yeah that we we played around with the idea of ai and in yeah. war wise and it didn't go well so we went no um but they also cite more, uh, more mission givers are going to be worked on and delivered so i think they're giving us uh miles eckhart and one other um which is going yep, to be quite interesting mentions. and i've always kind of wondered how they're going to approach that from a scalability kind of perspective um um okay it, they talked about okay for, for weather i don't see anything with the new cloud tech which might be a bit later because mm -hmm. that would be full planets more so however they do list volumetric fog uh gpu particles and engine trails and contrails um so we will be turning alien space frogs gay with contrails apparently I'm sorry, that, that conspiracy theory always makes me laugh. Um, um, another thing that kind of comes up is the Cargo Manifest app and Cargo UI. Uh, and that actually ties into something that was shown in ATV and uh, was raised by Broken Matt. Uh, his, uh, in chat, his framing is, Hey, ga hey guys, those buying and selling screens and unload times. <laughs> Um, so in, in quoting that, um, as part of the ATV, we actually saw some, uh, UI designs for, um, cargo management, um, but also for kind of like a commodity buying and selling what you've got in your cargo versus what, where you've landed are looking for. Um, so you can see, measure the demand, um, you know, make a transaction and so forth, but it also gives you loading and unloading times which <laughs> yes broken which, i know that's how you sound um which oh, go on they're not play tested though no so i want i want to say those are art elements placed in just to show the design of the ui those are not actual play hours at this point those aren't balanced or tested so yeah. anyone that looks at that goes oh my god it'll take that long to unload that much cargo because the times were actually pretty low but, <laughs> it was like who's is it an elderly man with a walker unloading it one at a time for for some of those so i, I saw that and i it, it's it's an art i thing. used to be the, the, a so space pilot like you until i took a cargo crate to the knee um the my my kind of take on it is uh those times may or may not be balanced but there is like it's a non-instantaneous action <laughs> of cargo transfer and what a perfect reason to go around and explore. Mm. Um, now, that's going to be particularly interesting because in I think of the last episode, we were talking also about the purpose of truck stops and various other kind of places. So um, now I'm now in this conversation lightly associating truck stops to cargo depots and various things. Um, but mm, I just like the idea that if you aren't flying a ship, you'll probably want to do something else. So for the period that the ship has been unloaded, what is there for you to do? Um, and I think that's going to be uh, a, a, an element we haven't, of course, experienced yet. I mean, we don't experience that in other space games where it's, you know, you pop and you go. Um, yeah, it's like the cell menu is just it's just that a menu on a screen. You select the number, you hit the button, and magic credits, and yeah. it disappears. 
So as part of but, this, yeah, yeah, being able to go interact with NPCs, explore, check out the scene, what's going on. Also, what I'm thinking about here is how, yeah, as, especially out in the frontier, it's going to have the ports are probably going to be slower. Truck stops might be a little bit faster, but you'll have other unload spots. Yes. And if you're mining or doing cargo way out in the frontier where maybe you get paid a bit better, it might take more time, though. Yeah. However, as they talked about for, you know, players in the long run eventually being able to place buildings, I'm seeing potential there for a well-run cargo facility by players that if they could do it more efficiently and faster without damaging stuff, like they can get in and out like three times the speed of some of those places, they could make a lot of money doing that. The, you could you could run a seedy little place with a greasy diner set up and, you know, because they have the food station thing, so just, you know, don't repair it, let it get a little bit broken down uh, looking, but you're the best, you're the most efficient in that, that frontier. Region. So you kind of, somebody kind of rides up there and you greet them and go, hey, you want to deposit something in my hole? And then they go, <laughs> sure. Um, oh, it's... Do you get a lot of traffic? Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> so, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit broken inside. Um, there's a couple of quick things. Um, F Captain Flint and Broken Matt were going deep into calculations um, about how, how long it would take to get around a planet with a dragonfly. Um, Captain Flint, Abu. is that an African dragonfly or a European dragonfly? Um, oh my god, the same joke was done just the other day when I was doing the same thing Oh, you're thing shitting him, me. Except it was, I'm not kidding, except I was doing calculations of how long it would take to go across a system at point two the speed of light with 10% mm. AU. So if they, they take an actual astronomic unit and reduce it to 10% for gameplay purposes, how long would it take at point two c for us to actually travel across the system? This is why I and I was running those calculations in the chat while he was on a podcast, oh, and the same joke came up with, <laughs> "What is the average un <laughs> unladen airspeed of a hull sea, or what is the average uh, unladen um, quantum speed of a hull sea?" And someone responded, "African or European?" And I went, "Oh my god, Gina, this exact thing just happened. Drakis, We've been around each other too long." This is this is why we're friends. Um, so, <laughs> one one thing that I'd actually be interested in is um, how does the loading and unloading um, uh, change with dangerous goods as well? Um, mm. So that could be a thing, uh, and it may it may not change. Uh, although that could be like maybe there will be places where you could go and unload things, even if it's like a storage warehouse. Because one of the things I look for in what will eventually be either our habitat or our hangars. Is the ability to have storage rooms so it may be that some of the things that we carry we can't actually store be they of an illegal nature bah, 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 or be they of a, a, a harmful nature where they don't have the right permits to kind of look after it so it would be kind of interesting as a from a cargo management sense to have some form of ongoing hot potato um, which would be quite kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are so many things. Um, I was just looking at the network stuff. Yes. Actually, because that, that is a huge, huge, huge thing for everybody. Because networking right now is one of the things that is causing the biggest problems in the game. It is what is causing us all the frame drops and all the lag and not being able to yeah. add more players in together. 
Net networking is the big bottleneck right now. And two of the major ones, uh, new message queue, so that everything is ordered, streamlined, mm -hmm. they can send and receive with less overhead and help reduce uh, bandwidth and latency issues, as well as physics serialization. So the physics mm -hmm. and the net code can be separated and maintained better. Those are those are two big, big things, but one of them still left the network bind and unbind for the stretch goal. Um, this is the big one, and I'm really hoping they can do it because it's listed as a stretch goal. Yeah. But it's eliminate network updates for entities far away from clients. Ooh. If we're still getting network updates from being down on one moon all the way across the system that is playable to start with and we're getting updates from another one that are thousands and thousands of, or millions of kilometers away yeah then it's that that's still going to choke us out a bit yeah we, we we need we need that but the fact that it's still eta 26 june means that it's on the schedule it's possibly doable if not it, it'll probably be just after 3.0 but that one to me is like one of those key uh yeah yeah we need that please please get us that i i suspect that would that be kind of more connected into the kind of 2.0 stuff as well uh in terms of how objects are tagged or am i misunderstanding uh, yeah that? to some to some degree because I, I see previously they've got network tokens um i'm wondering if that, right that, now what happens in in the 2.0 stuff that we have, or the 2.6 or whatnot, is say someone has a a um, caterpillar out, mm -hmm. and then someone else has a constellation, someone has a starfare, and they're all over at different spots in the system. Da, 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 Even if you're far away from them, don't need to know what the hell's going on with those ships. Information's still being sent, and especially when they blow up, that's a lot of information being no, sent. No, I'm just I'm, so I'm just like, uh, hi, my name's John. I'm a captain on the, a caterpillar called the Merciful Release, and I've eaten a kilo of sugar-free gummy bears, and I'm pushing the toilet button repeatedly, and that gives you performance lag on 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 the moon <laughs> as you're as you're kind of having a shootout. That would suck. It, basically that information still being sent so the reason I'm, I'm i'm talking about that is because star sicko is writing posts in chat about binding and unbinding and it was the first thing that came to me um so yes so it looks as if they're going to be breaking significantly breaking the back um now we've actually got beyond 3.0 and i believe they've said that after 3.0 they plan to make two more releases this year um, we don't have a date uh, in here for when those things come out. Um, but um, in July, so that so that they have ships that will be kind of uh, working, but will, but will they come out? It depends upon how they choose to do a release. Um, so end of July, they hope we can you think we can kind of guesstimate though we can. Um, so, uh, because they gave us a bunch of goals and they gave us the full, the full schedule, yes. on the breakdown, which shows like the dates of all of these things that are their goals yes. on the schedule. So we could kind of go, all right, this is when all those things are lining up and being done. 
Uh, probably around here. Yeah. So I, I don't want to necessarily kind of jump in and say anything with confidence because when the moment you start to do that will be the terrifying moment when people start to expect that. And I don't want to be one of those people who contributes to that. Um, but I will say that on July the 10th, they look to have worked on Knife Melee, which, you know... Mm, uh, not just Knife Melee. Uh, uh, so not just Knife Melee. Yeah, they have takedowns from front side and rear, <laughs> um, knockdown, <laughs> knockback, fists, knives, throwable weapons. Getting fisted you... from behind. Um, actually, no, I was thinking yep, about... fisted from behind until it takes you down. I was thinking about the knife merely just from the idea of if only that was a frying pan. Um, but anyhow, so... I know. So uh, July, August, we've got the Terrapin, we've got the Cutlass Blue, we've got the Aegeus Vanguard Harbinger, um, we've got the Misk's Hull Sea coming through. Um, there's Subsumption Integration coming in August 21st, looks like. Uh, we've got Voice Spectrum and Spectrum Integration happening in uh, uh, July and August. Um, and then you've got, uh, end of the month um, of August, Constellation Taurus, then followed by the Sentinel. Um, in start of September, we've got the freelancer Duran Max, plus the ability to break ships. Um, we then get our bad boy, the Reclaimer. Um, in October of this year, we get the Phoenix, the freelancer Miss. Um, for in November, for certain people who backed, um, uh, was it Shadows of the Apt or Shadows of the Apprentice? Uh, we get the crossbow. Oh, that's when we get the crossbow. Yeah. Um, I get my crossbow finally. We are getting in November updates to the Mustang um, line of ships. Uh, in December, we're getting various things, including gas giants. Um, then in um, May 2000 and uh, so March 2018, we're getting the 890 jump. Uh, and then in May, we're getting the Banu Merchantman and the Anvil Carrick. Now, I've really kind of skimmed over a lot of stuff then. Uh, we can kind of go through that in other, in other episodes because as we kind of get closer to there, um, we're going to get a lot more updates. Oh, fuck yes. So many updates. Um, so from my kind of things, I'm super happy and excited. Um, I love the confidence with which this has been shown. And thank you, CIG, for the transparency. Um, yes, this is this is what we've needed. The expectation is that we won't hit these dates, not because of the trademark soon, uh, but because of the realities. So, but it means that as we get this, things will update and shift and we'll see what's happening and we'll have more understanding. So um, it will help kind of reduce a lot of speculation, which I think is very awesome. Um, and if we do land on the dates, uh, I think it will be, uh, um, it should be a matter of immense personal and professional pride to everybody involved. Um, 3.0 I, I think I'm, 3.0 I'm gonna we're gonna minor naysayer here you wanna think? I think they're gonna hit their I'm gonna I think they're gonna hit their PTU Evocati and likely PTU date I think so yes to throw more people at it I think those will hit I do not think it'll hit that live date though because I think it'll be a lot like 2.0 and I think there's gonna be way more crashes and issues mm. 
especially if they don't get that stretch goal networking goal up and running for the bind unbind. Well, I think there are going to be just so many issues. It's going to push it back by a bit because we're just going to, we're going to have, this is a massive scale. Mm. However, once that core functionality is on, I think they can really, really ramp up and hit their date. So what's interesting, um, and there's, there's a background assumption, which I think you and I are carrying, I think most people may be carrying, and there's no exact answer to this is like, we're looking at June the 20th, the network bind unbind, but, uh, that's post PTU in their estimate. So the question becomes is at what point are they doing the cut? You know, when is the hard cut for, um, you know, what will be coming through into 3.0 based on all that's been built here? Do they, uh, and that kind of means is what do these kind of end dates theoretically mean? Um, does that have like, you know, a little bit of kind of grievals on the end? But uh, you know, I think it's going to be more flexible than a hard cut for 3.0 because kind we're of, getting a whole new branch all at once. That's kind of where I'm. So I think thinking. there's going to be some maneuvering room. So I'm on what we get. So I'm kind of thinking that um, if we look at uh, from the network um, side what pieces they're working on, um, and just kind of keep an eye on that over the next kind of few weeks, couple of months just to see if they're matching on speed or they're getting ahead of themselves um, could kind of give us a clue around the network bind-unbind. Um, but, yeah. I think there's still going to be stuff to flush out of it, though. And they maybe they'll give us an early iteration of it while they're still working on it, maybe not. But I think there's going to be a lot of those mm-hmm. bugs because that's where... In, and this isn't just Star Citizen. This is experience across many games, many MMOs, and even working on an MMO is that the networking stuff is always the biggest problem. Networking stability, the setup of the servers, getting all the players in, not setting a server on fire. Literally, that happened to Wildstar during beta. Yeah, Um, not good. Yeah, so so networking has always been the part that is the hardest thing to get completed and correct and right. And I like that CIG is giving us this much stuff early so that we can hammer away at it so it's more stable later yeah but because this is such a massive change it very 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 likely is going to have more problems than expected when you put it under larger but this is why it's testing and most people should you know we what i like about this and it will see how we kind of how it kind of flavors the culture around um star citizen because i think an awful lot of people we talk to and engage with understand that it's testing uh but this really kind of brings it more into the forefront because uh kind of going from this point forwards an awful lot of the conversation that people are going to have around the game will be checking in on this chart and that's going to be a constant ongoing reinforcement which i think is quite nice um couple of quick things from the chat um captain flint says note networking is the critical path and is determining the release date the reason why bind culling is a stretch goal is so given delays they can cut it and still hit their dates yeah um uh now there's been some conversation about the redeemer the aegis redeemer the uh next great um ship next great starship that uh uh, was one uh Kalitika says i think the redeemer is cursed uh Brookham is saying it, uh, is a big job and no priority um 
Redeemer might be uh, similar to the BMM from Harrod. That's the Banu Merchantman. Way too good for the original price sold. I hope no nothing is going to happen. Um, so I know Chris um, wasn't happy when the um, the ship was released to the to the players because he wanted it to have more guns. Um, you know, I need more guns. So I, I well, it's supposed to be a gunship with yeah. cover, like a good field of of cover on it and as it was the part of the reason i really don't like the redeemer i'm not a huge fan of the outside model but it's mm. kind of cool it's the interior aspects of it and a lot of the hallways and the way it was laid out it's okay but it doesn't really match up to the way the ships are in star citizen yes. like i can't even turn sideways and strafe past another player in some of those spots that's going to be a nightmare you can't from fit two people in there nightmare from and animation. if you're trying to rush people well, it's also supposed to be a, a, a ship where you're supposed to be able to land and deploy people. So if you're trying to get people, like, you have an emergency situation, you have to get them down the halls, get someone into the guns, get them in. It's like, that's that's yeah. an issue. You have, It really needed an overhaul and redesign it's, to, to really put it up to the quality where we expect there's, to be. There's a couple of things going in there. Um, uh, from what I understand, choosing my words carefully... Um, that ship, uh, in quotes, visibly looks good, but the entire design has to be totally reworked from scratch. Not just because of the sizing issues, as what Grakis has said. Um, it's kind of to do with the fact that the... Oh God, I don't know the technical term for it, but let's put it this way. All the joins aren't joins. Everything leaks. Um, it's a badly designed ship. Um. So yes, it 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 needs. It's, I wouldn't say badly designed. It was amateurly designed, which is exactly what the contest fair point, was. It was. Fair amateurs. point. They, fair point. So, I mean, they they had the amateurs working on it, who with time and experience, and some of them were brought on, could get even better doing that. It it did show them resources they could tap and bring up to speed and bring up to that quality level. But they needed the time and work so, on it, and it's not a priority ship. So um, to, you just made me laugh because I realized something last week. I was, for for, I won't get into details, but I was with a bunch of people juggling at work, and um, one of those management kind of uh, training things, and I quickly realized there was a difference between a person who could do and a person who could be a critic. And I chose the easier path because that was the role I suited in order to help the other person. Um, so I can't build a ship for love nor money. So yes, it was amateurish. Um, and I, I cast aspersions onto it when I say badly. So it was badly amateurishly designed. Um, but yeah, no, so it has a lot of problems. So I, I own one of those ships. I really want it to come out. I'm looking forward to it. But it's gonna it's gonna take a while um uh so tushenj uh says they have dalamar and Navisky as a stretch goal for 3.0 has anyone heard if that includes flying in and out of atmo it's supposed to yes which is why where's the atmo stuff uh ta -ta -ta -ta. there is something on the schedule specifically which is the effects for atmosphere uh the Atmospheric entry, ETA May 5th. Yeah. So there's so, there going to be Atma. Over and Levski isn't the only one with Delamar. Um, also, I believe 
with the way that it was talked about for the moon of Damar. It's a blend of Yila and Selen, so it's not too hot, not too cold. And when they talk about it, it's known for its dense atmosphere. There it is. Thick fog and loose dirt surface, uh, as well as lightning storms. So Damar has an atmosphere, which means going just to that moon would have an atmospheric entry effect. And dense atmosphere would mean the flight model would come into play if they've got that ready, too. So, yeah, yeah, the the Atmo entry and flight. uh, I'm not sure about flight, but Atmo entry um, oh, what an atmosphere. May 5th. I love a planet with a breathable the atmosphere. So let so. me land you there. And you and I'll be racing with the smoke in our hair. I can't make up any more words. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's just awesome. We've got work on the female character. We've got so much to talk through and go through this. It's going to be hours of nonce. Um, anything? I think I think we can probably kind of rest the, the 3.0 talk unless there's anything you see, Grackies? I mean, for now, it's a massive amount. We're going to be able to talk about this for weeks to come. Mm. I joked with Dublar initially when this came out, 25-hour LNV episode for this because we really could turn this into 25 hours to talk. Yeah. This is weeks worth of, of stuff. Not to mention now that they've released this, they can give us more detail in things like ATVs. Yes. So there are going to be more specifics coming out now, more information coming out around uh, very detailed items. So we, we've given a high level brush pass mm-hmm. of some of the things, but. We're going to be able to dig in for weeks to come. So every week you're going to be, hopefully every week, you're going to be hearing us right here on this channel as well as in the podcast, Explanation Point Podcast, if you want to catch the audio of it and you can't make it to the live show. Um, and you're, you're going to hear us going into detail about all this stuff as the development continues, giving our takes on it as people who have been in the professional industry here and there and understand it as well as acting like idiots and morons which we both do fantastically well we have we have that innate ability um i look forward to being on the planet on a moon surface with you trying to take my helmet off hey look guys (sighs) yeah you'll be fine if it's damar maybe maybe we'll see Um, i'll take the biggest ship i can and try and uh catch someone just with the tip of the wing that's standing like on a mountaintop. I just want to brush past him and whack. Oh shit. Okay, Grackies, you, me, Flint, and a bunch of other people. <coughs> We're gonna play some ten pin bowling. A ship versus people standing in pins on a mountain, try to catch up with the wing and, yes. and go for it. Yes. Oh my let, god, let, this is gonna be amazing. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Star Citizen Bowling, the ship bowling league. Yes, let's do that. Let's make that happen. Uh, Flint, if you're in chat, you know it. Um, yeah. Oh my god. I'm a pin. How do you pick up a spare? You go in sideways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that came out wrong. So, Grackies, uh, you wonderful piece of man flesh. Where can we find you? 
You can find me on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter. Of course, go follow me on Twitter. And my YouTube channel, which I really still need to get a lot better about making sure my videos are up there. Mostly it's a repository for bad roles right now, but uh, I I'll figure something out. And bad roles is your role-playing game that you do every week. Yes, D&D 5th edition custom campaign, custom world. I designed all that stuff and a bunch of amazing cast members and Wham Mower. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. Um, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash dublathakry. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. And you can find me at twitter.com slash D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Twice I have proven I can spell my own name. I feel good. Uh, <laughs> and with that, we're going to say bye to you. Um, 3.0 um, schedule is out. We're two months away. I am very excited and I look forward to seeing what comes next. Catch you next time, listeners. Bye! If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. 